Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Another morning, Saturday. Earl on Cars, sitting here on the team with kind of a modified uh, mix here. One of your favorites that I said in the... uh, and the introduction, Rick Kearney is remotely participating. I guess they call that virtual participation. A little uh, cough and sneezing going on, so and an abundance of caution, as the lawyers like to say. Uh, we decided to keep Rick uh, home, but he's uh, got all the electronic gadgetry going, so he's actually online right now, literally on the telephone, and he's uh, monitoring our Facebook and our YouTube and our everything else. So it'll be almost like having Rick here. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, we have another substitute. Josh Stewart, my son, is sitting in Rick's chair. Good morning, everybody. So uh, you remember Josh, if you're a regular. He fills in for Stu, who is uh, on vacation mm-hmm. uh, with um, my grandchildren and uh, my daughter-in-law. And uh, he's, having a lot of, he's having a good time. And he's entitled to it. He works real hard. And uh, he'll be back next week. So we have uh, a temporary crew filling in, very competent. And uh, we'll try to uh, uh, do you right, with, uh, particularly with Rick's question. She's coming in. He's such an important part of the show. I'm so glad he can be remote because we have a lot of questions on how to, how to operate your car. Um, we talk about Earl on Cars a lot about buying and selling and being ripped off by car dealers and and leasing and all that kind of thing. It's, it's more fun to talk about that. A lot of people, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's the exciting part of the business, I guess you'd say. But the realistic uh, nuts and bolts of a car, and you uh, drive a car for five, six, seven years, uh, you only buy, you know, you buy a car every five or six, seven years, and you have to drive it during that time. So every uh, three or four, six months, a year at least, you're going to be coming in for service and maintenance and repairs. So you need to know how to protect yourself in the, in the clinches with uh, uh, buying, <coughs> with uh, repairing your car. So as I say, Rick Kearney is online. There's a lot of... Uh, Excuse me. Yes, and ma'am. Nancy Stewart is in the studio. Yes, live and dead color, Nancy Stewart. And as uh, all of you know who are regulars, she is the female advocate version of this show. She is uh, the magnet to attract uh, female callers, and she's done a, m- a marvelous job. Uh, we really, really reach out to all the females uh, because they do have a different perspective on a lot of things than men. And uh, <coughs> we finally come to realize that. I mean, we're coming of age. It's amazing to look around the world and see countries where they're still uh, operating in the shadows, I mean females, and they're being disrespected and they're being abused and they're being uh, considered second-class citizens, it's almost uh, amazing to think that we've done the same thing in this country for a long, long time, and here we are, 
21st century, we just about got it figured out. Almost. And ladies, you have a voice. Use it. Yeah, tell them about the special offer if they call the show, please. Ladies, you can win yourself $50 for the first two new lady callers. Give us a call at 877-960-9960. Talk about anything. Call to say hello or let us know how your, well, visit to a dealership went, whether you leased, whether you purchased, whether you just wanted to stop in and take a look around and see what your options are and how you were treated. 877-960-9960. Yeah, and uh, we've got so many different ways to, uh, to contact us that I think sometimes I confuse you I confused myself. Uh, you know, I'm caught between the devil and dark blue sea here because what do I do? Uh, we have a lot of great uh, ways to go. Uh, there, a lot of them are quite different. We have the anonymous feedback line, which has really become our most popular uh, way to uh, contact the show. And the anonymous feedback line is pretty much like just what I said, except put a your, Y-O-U-R, your anonymous feedback.com and you contact us you uh, say your piece uh, you say it any way you want to because as I say it's totally anonymous even if I wanted to find out who you were I can't do it uh, there's a company and it's uh, uh, an amazing company they have a lot of blue chip uh, companies that use it for employee input customer input and uh, they uh, we have to pay for this website and uh, they guarantee your anonymity if you go to youranonymousfeedback.com. Then we will get the, it's actually a text or an email. It's an email. In the it comes in uh, both forms, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, I didn't know you could do it, a text. Yeah, we, oh, you could do it on your mobile device. Mobile device, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, we uh, respond, and then you have to, and you can ask for a response, or you can not even get a response. Mm -hmm. So if if you uh, just don't ask for a response, we'll talk about it on the air, but you will not be, uh, even through the website, you won't hear back on your anonymousfeedback.com. And, of course, we have the old-fashioned text line. <laughs> An amazing, you know, 20 years old ago. Old-fashioned. Yeah, text, right. <laughs> and uh, I can remember when text came along, and, of course, most of you can, and uh, it was kind of a, you know, a gadget, you know, you know, why would you use that when you've got the good old-fashioned telephone? It's just so cold and heartless and impersonal. And now, I don't like telephones. I like text better. It's completely flipped, yeah. And, uh, and uh, one thing, it kind of makes you cut to the chase with mm. a text unless you really want to sit down and do a lot of thumbing on the smartphone. Uh, you've kind of cut to the chase and you get your point across. That's what we like. Exactly. In this age that we're living in and how fast we're moving, yeah. texting, you know, isn't always my favorite. I like talking to people, but it really cuts, as Earl said, to the chase. Yeah. Talking about cutting to the chase, let's open the show with our first lady caller. Hallelujah. And <laughs> that is Bonnie. Good morning. Hey, Bonnie. Good morning, Bonnie. Good and welcome. Morning. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my husband and I are avid uh, listeners to your show. We enjoy it every weekend. We look forward to it. 
Well, thank um, you. The, um, the issue that I was really calling about is it, it, it's something that, that... Can you hear me? Yes, yes. loud and clear. Oh, okay. It, it's something that's bothered me over the years. It didn't matter if I'd go shopping with my dad for a car and now with my husband. When we would pull into the uh, parking lot, the salesperson would go automatically to my husband mm-hmm. and would introduce himself and, hi, how are you, and mm-hmm. this and that, and not really pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my husband would introduce himself, and then he'd say, well, I'm really here. We're shopping for a car for my wife. And at that point, I would think I'd be recognized, and, and, and what's your name, and what are you looking for? Instead, it was always questions directed at my husband, yeah. as, as if I couldn't make a decision myself or wouldn't know what was about a car, other than what color would you like. Did they, ask you, so, did they ask you about your makeup mirror? Uh, you know, Bonnie, um, uh, it, uh, I've heard this uh, not as often as we used to, uh, but it is, um, well, uh, shocking to me uh, in today's climate and uh, the, uh, the dealers, uh, at the salespeople at the dealerships, uh, as desperate as everyone is to make a sale, um, it's a financial disaster to ignore a woman and her voice and uh, what she needs and what she's interested in. And we certainly don't have to, well, let's say, uh, you know, take an engine apart. Uh, we are an important part of this business. And it's unfortunate that there are still more than there should be out there that are ignoring women and in the 21st century the boys club well it can uh well discuss uh a woman whenever this happens because you just you, you think to yourself that this shouldn't happen anymore but it does well the smart well. car dealers have figured it out and the dumb ones are still doing it bonnie you hit it on the head it used to be a lot worse and it's getting better and better, and eventually it will. Uh, you will prevail. Women will prevail because you buy half the cars, and the retailers yes. out there, where they're selling cars or or uh, TV sets, realize you have to you have to look, make eye contact with a woman. You have to treat her with total courtesy and respect, or else she's not going to buy from you, and then you go out of business. So just let her know that. Uh, just let that person know in the showroom that. Uh, hey, guess what? We know how to tie our shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, I, your voice I just, is important. <laughs> it, it is. And we've taught our daughters the same fashion. And uh, I will tell you, my daughter can probably go in and negotiate with the best of them. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I can agree with you. I have three, and they can also do the same thing. <laughs> And they were born in the uh, 60s, and it was because of the, again, I'll use the word, the climate back then in the 50s and 60s. Uh, for whatever reason, I was ahead of my time, 
and uh, it may have been the environment that I came from and the ability to stand up for myself. And uh, with, with, with all, all of that, it just brought me here to Earl and Cars. Right. I wonder if they even think about or discuss in their meetings, you know, the other half of the clientele that are women have just as much a voice. You know, I, I, I have to say that I, I don't think that they think that they're doing anything wrong and it's a learned behavior and they're just not privy to the behavior that is accepted today and is not accepted today so they they just uh, until they their mindset changes and they well uh, just listen to themselves and what they sounded like and how a man would feel if he came in and was treated the same way and it comes down to this we all want to be treated with respect exactly and to, to not just be you know a little fancy appendage <laughs> <laughs> exactly Bonnie, you and nancy need to have coffee together someday because <laughs> i can see you have a lot in common and you could spend hours talking about this and i uh, the good news. The good news is things are getting a lot better, and uh, yeah. and thanks to people like you and Nancy that just say, just say no. I mean, you're not going to treat me that way. And and the smart, as I said earlier, the smart, the smart retailers and the smart men are uh, taking advantage of the fact that if they show courtesy and respect to a woman, guess what? They'll they'll buy a car. If they don't, they won't buy a car. And uh, that's a hard lesson that um, sooner or later all the dealers will have to learn. Because if they don't, they won't be around any longer. But thank you very much for calling. And, yeah, and, especially uh, now. It's oh. a pleasure paying you the fifty bucks because uh, you <laughs> uh, you are you're probably the best caller we've had in a long time, at least in Nancy's oh. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and and Bonnie, I it, it's not to say that I don't get myself in trouble uh, because um, you know I voice my opinion a lot. Um, but guess what? I'm not a bottle of tequila. I can't make everybody happy. <laughs> so, Bonnie, hey, thank you so much for the conversation. You've been an important part of the show. And please spread the word to your lady friends and <clears throat> let them know that they, too, can win themselves $50. And if you email me, I can get that check out to you. Okay. Do you know how to email her, Bonnie? Uh uh, yes, to, uh, yes. Very good. That's important because if we can't. If we don't get your contact information. We can't send you the fifty bucks. So, uh, be sure to email your contact information, and it'll go out very quickly. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone right. will hear my voice. Pony, <laughs> 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 have a great weekend. Thank you. You as well. Bye. Bye bye. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. And don't forget, your anonymousfeedback dot com. There, you can voice your opinion and let your voice be heard, no matter what you have to say, uh, because we can't track you down. So, And also, I'm going to take a moment and thank everyone for tuning in to Earl on Cars. You are an extremely important part of the show, and we look forward to you joining us every Saturday. Now back to the Recovering Car Dealer. Now, don't forget, folks, Rick Kearney is here in spirit and virtually as well. Rick Kearney is a certified diagnostic master, te master technician. 
He's listening to us now. In fact, he's on the line waiting right now for your calls. So if you've got a problem with your car, if you've got some of that complicated computer software, Bluetooth problems, or anything else, you got a squeak, rattle, or roll that you can't figure out. I got it in my car this morning, cranked it up, and said I needed pressure in my tires, and uh, and then that pressure light went out, and I'm okay because my tires got cold last night, and uh, now they're okay. These are the kind of things that people think about. So you call the show 877-960-9960. Ask for Rick. He's on the line already. A uh, little uh, handicap because he's listening to a 20-second delay. And uh, Rick, did you hear what I said 20 seconds ago? Good. <laughs> I am the ghost in the machine. <laughs> That's not creepy at all. <laughs> and Rick, guess what? I remember to bring my own water. I miss you. <laughs> oh, just like having the air. Yeah. I think maybe we could just get a big, great big picture of Rick and he wouldn't even have to come in. Look yeah. at all the, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I miss your smiling face. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> Well, let's, uh, let's uh, turn the mic over to Josh Stewart, uh, subbing for Stu. And as you know, Stu is uh, our cyber master and uh, our spy master in charge of the Mystery Shopping Report. And uh, Stu, uh, or Josh, actually did the write-up this morning. I'm just the talent that reads it with drama. You're just the pretty face, right? I'm there. the pretty face, and these guys do the hard work, and they usually pick the targets and, and, and dispatch Agent Lightning. And... Uh, Josh did that today, and uh, he's also monitoring our anonymous feedbacks and text, so he is, uh, sure. he's here for us. Uh, Josh, uh, do we have any anonymous feedbacks or text, or you want to talk about the mystery shopping report at all? Ooh, it's a good one, but we can save that for later. Um, I do have to kick off text from Anne-Marie, if you'd like me to read that. Uh, yes, please. Oh, hi, Anne-Marie. The, the uh, Saturday morning tradition. Good morning. Normally by the end of July, I'd be looking forward to seeing a lot of next year's vehicles coming in soon. Since these are not ordinary times and car dealers have had trouble getting their 2021 models in due to the chip shortage, will the 2022 models be delayed as well? Thank you. Don't think so. I, uh, I, I'm sure there are some exceptions uh, with the uh, computer modules that require the microchips. Uh, we're already seeing cars being shipped without certain features mm -hmm. that require the microchips and then they have to be installed later. At some point on certain models, I'm sure, they just won't be able to ship it at all. So uh, I think it'll be, but I think mostly you'll see uh, quite a few 2022s. Uh, to me, having been in the business so long, since 1968, the frustrating thing is the way that the new model dribble in and they come in extraordinarily soon some years in fact, they've actually come in a year early, and uh, sometimes they come in a year late, and sometimes they come in in the middle of the year. Mm -hmm. In the old days, uh, they used to come out all at once. So it was really kind of cool. And all the car dealers would have their, their uh, showrooms uh, covered with paper, and they would have their cars, all the new models. The big reveal. Big reveal, and it was exciting, and nobody saw the new Chevy until uh, opening day for the new models. and. Well, that excitement's all gone. They just come in all the time, which is a good point because you need to know to be sure when they say this is a new car, is it a current model used car? If you buy a new car that's a year old, guess what? You bought a year old car. Mm -hmm. And they could call it a new car, but you're buying a used car. 
And sure, you get incentive money and you get discounts, but usually the discounts and incentive money do not offset the fact that it is a one-year-old car. Especially so. now when the incentive money has been pulled back so much due to yes. the inventory shortage. When that 22 comes out, your 21 is a year old. Yeah. Great so, point. So, Anne-Marie, uh, uh, great question. I, I found out that, uh, I think it was last week, uh, we shopped, uh, who did we shop? You Palm remember? Beach Toyota. Mm-hmm. Well, one year we shopped somebody that had a twenty twenty two model, and I didn't realize they were out yet. I think it was Kia. Okay. We shopped the Kia. Well, we do have um, you know they're, they're staggered, so Toyotas yeah. have um, a couple of the models are twenty twenty twos. The yeah. Corollas, the Prius has already yeah. come out with twenty twos, and yeah. the rest will be staggered throughout. The so rest what of you've year. got right now in inventory, you've got probably some two thousand nineteens hanging around, some two thousand twenties for sure. 2021s and some two so you've got a cafeteria to choose from and of course the prices will be higher my advice has always been buy the latest model but in today's situation don't buy anything today wait a couple of months and the prices will come down dramatically mm-hmm. okay josh yes, you made that point about uh, uh the manufacturers um, ma- making cars without chips they're uh, they're sometimes i've read they're building them up to a certain point it's called building shy and then they kind of uh-huh. store it, waiting for the chips to come. So hopefully when the chip uh, manufacturing comes back up to full speed, there'll be a, a big rush of these shy-built cars coming into the showrooms. Oh, cool. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. I have a anonymous feedback if you want to. Yeah. Sure. All right. This one came in a few days ago. Uh, do dealers charge each other dealer fees when they exchange new car inventory? <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should mention that. They kind of do, actually. Well, they do. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, I was starting to say back in the day when I was evil, I might have done it fairly recently, but uh, first of all, dealer trades for you who are not familiar with the term, uh, about half the sales, um, new car sales, are cars that were available not in the dealer you bought it from, but from another dealer. And all dealers use this. This is one of the few things that competing dealers do to cooperate with each other is actually swap inventory because it's a mutual benefit. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a, a car dealer, your new car dealer, and you've got 200 cars in stock typically, and there's probably 300 different or 400 or 500 or 1,000, how many make and model combinations are there? No, it's, it's exponentially yeah. impossible to calculate. So you can't possibly <laughs> have everything everybody wants, so what do you do? You go to the pooled inventory, which are all the other competing dealers. So if you're a Chevrolet dealer, probably within reasonable dealer trading range, there's probably 25 dealers, and you have 25 times 300, average dealer inventory, say, to choose from, and that's what... The reason you can buy your Chevrolet and pretty much get what you want during normal times. Today, that's not true because there's so few cars total. Uh, when you dealer trade, the larger dealers that have most of the cars, they get sometimes a little bit uh, pestered by small dealers mm-hmm. that don't carry big inventories. So they make it hard and they you have to beg and plead to get the, the car. And sometimes what the larger dealers will do is they will add fees to the car. They they trade you. Yeah, they'll, they'll charge you the same, well, they'll try to make you take the same options, the dealer installed options that they yeah. try to uh, charge to their customers. So if a dealer wants it, they still have to buy the window tint and exactly. the pinstripe and the nitro yeah. for $700. And the dealer that gets charged that remembers that. So when that dealer goes back and mm-hmm. buys from him, he does the same thing to him. Mm-hmm. So dealers, you know, they're just like, uh, they get nasty and they... 
and they take advantage it's of like everybody. Like a terror war. Yeah. I was actually a victim. I hate to digress, but that's my privilege. <laughs> it's your show. You can do what <laughs> yeah. you want. I actually got in. I got into trouble with a bunch of Toyota dealers in South Florida because I was advertising when I first started. When I cut my hidden fees, and I decided and made the uh, decision that at my dealership we weren't going to charge any more hidden fees. So all the other Toyota dealers got mad at me, and they boycotted me, and they would not dealer trade. So I, if I went to a dealer and asked for a car, they say we don't have it, or I wouldn't dealer trade with Earl Stewart, and he's a no good, you know what. <laughs> So uh, I was really frustrated. So I called my attorney and he said, well, that's called an illegal boycott. <laughs> and I got into a big fight and I had to get, a, in fact, I got into a big fight with Toyota and uh, manufacturer and uh, went back and forth and lawyers got involved. Finally, my lawyer had to send a letter out to all the Toyota dealers and say, listen, if you don't dealer trade with Earl Stewart Toyota, uh, you can be fined or imprisoned. And suddenly, oh, they, they all changed their mind. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> and now all the car deal. Maybe I got myself a trouble. I might have to send another letter out. <laughs> and you see, ladies and gentlemen, even Earl Stewart is not an exception. You have to, well, accept the fact that sometimes there's repercussions when you let your voice be heard. And that leads me to the $50 that I have left for one more lady out there. Give me a call. Give all of us a call. We can answer your questions, 877-960-9960. And uh, don't forget, your anonymousfeedback.com and our text number, <clears throat> which Josh is manning, mm -hmm. and uh, Rick is, uh, uh, he's on the line, and he's waiting for your questions. And, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we are going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to Warren, who's calling us from Pompano. Hi, Warren. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Five by five. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, I got one observation and one sort of story. The observation is I'm up in New Jersey now, and where I stay is Fort Lee, New Jersey, which is next to the George Washington Bridge. The last week or so, uh, I have to get off the exit at the highway near the bridge, and so the traffic is always crawling. I have seen about five or six car carriers, um, you know, with brand new Toyotas, Buicks, Nissans. I've seen them going into the city. I've seen them going into New Jersey. I've just so that's my one man's observation mm -hmm. that I've seen all these new car carriers all over the place. And it's, it's probably been in the last week or so. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, from my observation, it looks like they're delivering all over the place. I mean, you you know better than me, but it looks like they had a ton of them. Uh, how many cars do those carriers? Yeah, carry 12 cars, something like that? Something like that, yeah. depending, yeah. Nine or ten. Warren, Warren, what you're saying, you're seeing cars that are already sold. And car sales are quite brisk, and uh, a lot of cars are being sold. But uh, unfortunately, they're being sold at very high prices, and they're probably being sold to people that would have had preferred a different color, different equipment, and people that are, for whatever reason, desperate or insistent on buying a new car. And uh, when we have a car carrier come into our dealership, uh, it rolls up. Uh, usually, I, almost every car on there is, is sold. Yeah, 9 out of 10 will be sold. Yeah, 9 out of 10. So yeah, it isn't building inventories, and so the shortage still exists in spite of all the car carriers. Those are cars people bought 45, 60 days ago. Yeah, I'm sure the shortage, you're not going to fill, I'm sure, all the cars by five or six carriers. I understand that. 
But isn't that sort of a sign, a good sign that, that they're moving off the assembly line? I just was curious about that. Exactly. You know, it's, yeah, that's an interesting observation because we think in terms of, we look at our own sales and we surprise ourselves every month. <laughs> uh, Josh is, uh, monitors uh, our dealership sales closely and if I need to know how we're doing, I ask Josh. And uh, he always just tells me we're doing better than we thought we were going to do. And because it doesn't seem, when you come to work in the morning at a car dealership today and you don't see any new cars on your lot, it kind of gives you heart palpitations. It's and depressing. Say, what am I going to do? I don't have any cars. <laughs> well, what you forget is you sold uh, a bunch of cars, but they just weren't there. Mm -hmm. And here comes the car carrier. And you've got the customers lined up waiting to take the cars, and they're paying very high prices. And the dealers are making very large money, including us. So we're making a ton of money. We're charging high prices for our cars. The cars are coming in, and we feel like we've died and gone to heaven. Tell them what you really, really feel. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing was that I want to make an observation. Well, not an observation, sort of story. I have a friend of mine, and this is what some of the dealers are doing. Um, he has a Honda that's all fully loaded coming off a lease. And he got a call from the dealer, and the dealer said to him, Oh, well, you know, we're going to put you in a new one. We're going to put you in a new one. He said, I really want to buy my Honda because I really didn't use it during the pandemic. It's got like 15,000 miles on it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the dealer kept you know, calling him up and said, well, if you bring the car in, you're going to bring you a new car, new car. So he said, he's pretty sharp. He says, I can get about four or $5,000 more from my car if I just buy it. Yeah. And the dealer kept calling him and said, and all he did was give him numbers. Say, well, if you bring it in, it's going to cost you so much. You know, it's so much a month, so much a month. So, so finally I said to my friend, I said, Tell him, if he really wants to make a deal, to give you a check for the, your, your car over what you list. I don't know what the payoff pay was, like 16, 17, whatever. So I said, why don't you tell him, if he really is interested, then, you know, pay off your car and give you the difference of what it's worth. Like 16, Perfect advice. You know, three, three, $4,000. And then you'll start to negotiate. Because and he's a retired accountant, no less. And, <laughs> you know... And, and all this guy was doing was throwing numbers at him, you know, like, and it didn't mean anything to him. And he goes, well, you will put you in a new one for less than what you have now. We'll do da 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 And he, he just he wouldn't give up on it. So finally he said, well, it doesn't work that way. You know, so he says, yes, it does, because in New Jersey you can buy the car directly from the bank or the leasing company. You don't have to buy it from the dealer. And he, he said, you know, uh, I, I really had enough of this. And I'm just going to buy the car out. And he called the leasing, whoever owned the car, and he wrote a check for whoever the car was and plus the sales tax and whatever. And they, they told him up front they charged him $100 for, um, you know, service charge or whatever. Yeah. And he's waiting for the plates and everything like that. But the, the point I'm trying to make is this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to bamboozle you sure. into giving them your car sure. and not acknowledging that you could buy it off the lease and you know, and make a profit on it. They, he wanted the car so badly, he was probably going to take a loss on a new car just yeah. so he could get his old one. Warren, that's great information to everybody listening. And you heard Warren, if you're driving a lease car now, 
you have a residual value that is probably uh, below market. Now, it might not be, but probably, and it could be substantially, meaning you have an option to buy that car. And in uh, Warren's friend's case, he said several thousand dollars below the true market value. Mm -hmm. And the dealers will fight tooth and nail to have that car themselves. And they'll, a lot of smoke and mirrors to make you think that they should, you should let them have the car. But perfect advice uh, Warren gave his friend make the dealer write the check out for what he says the car's worth and once you have the check in your hand then you can know, turn around and start all over to buy the new car you want to buy and negotiate your best price which today is going to be a, a pretty high price you might want to wait yeah. a few months and get a bargain on the new car and you got a bargain on on your purchase of your used car so you'd have the best of both worlds mm -hmm. yeah the last point i'm trying to make is is that they come right out and lie to you because, sure. like yeah. I said, in New Jersey, I don't know about other states, I know in Florida you have to go to the mm -hmm. dealer, but in New Jersey you can buy the car directly from whoever owns it. Yeah. And when he said to him, you know, uh, the, 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 the dealer kept saying, well, it doesn't work that way, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> you got to give it to us. And it, and it, and that was, was totally false. It does work that way because he, he wrote the check for it, and now he's got the car, and he can go into the dealer and say, or any dealer, yeah. and say, you know, my Honda's worth you know, $20,000 if you want to give it to me. You know, and it would make $4,000 on it. So that they bamboozle you into believing that that's not the way it works. Makes so me, I just makes I me want to resurrect the old joke, how can you tell when a car dealer's lying? And we all know the punchline. So. <laughs> His lips are moving. I thought that was teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was politicians. <laughs> and Warren? <laughs> Thank you. I enjoyed it, Joe. I mean, I was, ha I, you know, like I said, I was happy to tell my friend, the, you know, the accountant, and say, look, you know, tell him to write you a check for the car. And that's all. And you don't Perfect. want to mix apples and oranges. You Perfect. want to, if he wants to give you a deal, let him know what the new car is. This way, you know, if they throw numbers at you, mm -hmm. he, he's able to, to bamboozle you to give, figure, well, well, I don't know what he's talking about. And that's the price of the car, and he's going to get the the, the Honda, Warren, and that's what he wants. Warren, we need to sign you up as a vigilante, Earl's Vigilantes. Have you heard about us, the Vigilante Group? Sure. Well, if you sign, yeah. go to EarlandCars.com, send your uh, information, and we'll send you a hat just like the one I'm wearing now. If you, I don't know if you're streaming us, but we have a vigilante hat, and we have vigilantes all over the country. And your point is to advise people the, the way you advise your friend, save them thousands of dollars. And that way, uh, what we do here in uh, South Florida can be spread all over the country. So I'd love to have you join Earl's Vigilantes. You know what I would find interesting, though, is like what the difference is. I'm, I'm up in New Jersey, and when I come back to Florida for the winter, like what the difference is between buying the car in New Jersey and buying our New York or New York City or New Jersey and buying the car in Florida. I wonder like what the price differentials would be. It's a lot more civilized than New Jersey and New York. <laughs> and uh, you come to Dodge City, that's South Florida. And uh, it is a nightmare, and it's just terrible. There's very little enforcement of regulations. The laws are crazy, and uh, hidden fees in Florida range anywhere from a low of maybe $700 to a high of several thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's terrible. What do you hear our mystery shopping report at the end of the show? You will not believe how bad this dealership was. I mean, illegal bad. And... Uh, uh, in, in, in New York, you have some, some rules and regulations, and I believe New Jersey, too. I know they limit a lot of things like hidden fees in New York. 
Yeah, well, in, in New Jersey, the bank said to my friend, you know, right, you know, he, he had to pay the sales tax and all the other registrations, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And yeah. they came right up in front, and the, and the guy said that, and came at the, whoever owned the front, said, it's $100 service. He just call, he called it a service charge. He said, that's all you're going to pay. We're not charging you anymore for registration or plates. Or he said, this is, if you went to motor vehicles on your own, this is what you'd pay. He says, but there's a $100 service charge. There. So he was right up front, you know, and just said, mm-hmm. yeah, this is, you know, this is exactly what it is, a $100 service charge to the bank or whatever. And, you know, my friend didn't care. It was $100. It was a big deal. Yeah. So, but, it, but he was up front about it. He didn't hide it. He didn't say anything. He didn't call some stupid name. Yeah. He just said it's $100, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, Warren, Warren, thank uh, you, Warren, gotta, thank you very much. That's a, you're a great caller. You, Please call again, and uh, and uh, and your and, friend, I should thank you for saving them a lot of money. Uh, uh, Warren, thanks for sharing yeah, that great pay, story with us. And uh, I love that word bamboozle. And uh, the, it's it's safer to purchase a car in Joycey. Joycey. Thank you. <laughs> Have a wonderful right, weekend. I got, a free, I got a free lunch out of it. Thanks, bye guys. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great weekend, 877-960-9960, or you can text us, 772-497-6530. Back to Earl's Vigilantes, you can help a whole lot. You can help us here, and you can help the people in your community. You don't have to know how to take an engine apart. Just join Earl's Vigilantes, and you can do that by going to Earl on Cars. Win yourself a cute little hat. Speaking of uh, taking an engine apart, Rick Kearney dozed off. He's on the phone now. <laughs> I heard and, the story. Uh, I'm starting. Uh, you've got to get some calls in here about how to take care of your car, maintain your car, uh, fix your car. Rick can give you a free fix. He's a certified diagnostic master technician. And if you just tuned in, he's normally sitting where Josh is sitting now in the studio. He was feeling a little under the weather this morning, but he volunteered to sit in at home, and he's got his uh, phone to his ear, so he's live on the show in that sense, and he's got the computer going, so he's streaming us. He, he sees what you see and hears what you hear, and if you will phone in a question, Rick is waiting, and he will answer your question. Certified Diagnostic Master Technician. There's nothing you can ask Rick. He's not going to have an answer Boy, for Boy, isn't that the truth? Even he, if he makes it up, he'll have I, the answer. I, right I, exactly. <laughs> he can answer any question. He is amazing, an amazing asset to the show. We're going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to Marty. Good morning, Hi. Marty. Welcome back. Morning. How, how are you? We're well, thank you. Good morning. I got a question for Earl. Okay. Uh, right now, if you have a used car that you don't need, I understand you can get more money for the car. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's the difference if you're, let's say, not discounting a Camry by 3000 but you're going to give me 3000 more <laughs> for my used car? So I'm going to be paying. <coughs> Basically, I'm paying the same by trading in getting 3000 more on my used and I'm paying 3000 more for the new. So I mm. don't see any harm unless you're going to give me 6000 for the used and only charge me 3000 more for the new. Good point. What do you think? Yeah. Well, you're asking you know, you're asking a general question and in general uh, 
that is true. I mean, you uh, you just have to weigh how much more you can get for used car than normal and how much more you have to pay for the new car, and it could be a wash, or you might even come out ahead. So you have to weigh the, alter the alternative. Now, the, the win-win is if you can somehow get by without, without that used car, mm -hmm. so that way... Uh, you actually come out ahead of the game. You you make an extra two three thousand dollars on the used car, and you sit tight maybe with Uber and Lyft and carpooling you know, for two or three months, and then you buy that new car at a substantial discount from what it's selling for today. So you come way out ahead that way. But you need to weigh both. If you have a used car today, you definitely have uh, you definitely have an advantage over the person. I feel sorry for the people that don't have a used car to trade because they're really going to take it when they buy a new car. If you don't have anything to trade, you definitely ought to wait. If you do have a trade, uh, as Marty said, you can get a wash on the deal or maybe actually come out ahead. Yeah, well, that's, that's how I look at it. Well, first of all, if you're used to a car that I've had for the last 60 years, one way or the other, you don't want to start doing Uber or some other, taking a bus. Yeah. A lot of people have houses today. They could make a whole lot of money on it, but right. what are you going to do when you sell your house? Mm -hmm. You know, so right. buy another house for too much money. So, a lot of people are sitting tight, and uh, we'll see right. a big flurry of people coming in. I think in two or three months, the educated consumers are going to be buying in two or three months, or people that just flat have to buy today, and that's the only reason you should buy a car. Right. Every car dealer that I've seen that advertises now says. We'll buy yours even if you don't buy ours. Sure they will. So everyone is saying that obviously you can buy, uh, you know, you buy the, uh, a new car. They said mm. now, just for the sake, did you get your Tesla yet? <laughs> your oh <Tesla>. no, <laughs> no, and no. I'm very angry. I wish I hadn't mentioned that. I was happy, <laughs> and then you reminded oh. me, and, and I realized that I'm. It was funny how I, per, I personalize this. I'm mad at Elon Musk, and he's my hero. And I have to keep reminding myself, this guy's got a lot more things on his mind than my Tesla. I mean, he's going to Mars. I mean, uh, the guy's got big stuff on his mind, and he's a genius. So who cares about Earl's Tesla? Elon doesn't yeah. even know I exist. Yeah, that's a humbling well, thought. I, I, I test drove a Y yesterday because I had nothing to do. Uh -huh. And uh, it's a totally different kind of a car. And when you and when you're used to driving a regular car for 60 years, it's something you got to get used to. I'm sure you, I could get used to it, mm -hmm. but when you take your foot off the gas on that car, and I, I assume it'll be on yours too, the car automatically slows down. There's like no no real coasting. Yeah, hybrids and do it, that today. I mean, you know, Toyota's been selling yeah. hybrids for. How long? 15 uh, years, 20 years? No, going back to the late 90s when the first Prius came yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, any yeah. hybrid uh, automatic uh, deceleration, which also charges the battery at the same time. Very cool. Sometimes they call that regenerative braking. Yes. You're, yeah, just, you're, just, you're doing that because Rick's not here to say it. I'm making up words <laughs> like Rick know, does. You know. <laughs> I don't know how the screen is on yours, on your new one, when, it, when you finally get it. But the screen... You got to look at the screen versus, like, looking in your side view mirror. Yeah, it is. That's a. It's, it's like being in a spaceship. Get used to all that. It is uh, very uh, cool. Well, Marty, thanks very much. I looked at. Thank you very the much. The car I looked at was in the fifties. Yeah. And uh, it's more than it's not worth fifties to me. I'll stick to my camera. <laughs> Smart man. You, 
You well, guys still sell the best cars. Thank you, Marty. Thank you so much, okay. Marty. Stay Have in touch. Have a great weekend. I like that word, regeneration. That's what I'm working on, regenerating my yeah. collagen. It feels like a rebirth. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and as far as your Tesla's concerned, the money's on the table. There are no exceptions. All customers or potential customers mm. should be treated the same. Even want, if they're Earl Stewart. I want to hear from Rick again, but he can't hear me for 20 seconds. So we'll Rick, speak quiet for 20 seconds. Yeah, well, yeah. And I, I want to re- <laughs> remind everyone, uh, as far as Rick is concerned, he will be voting on the Mystery Shopping Report. In about 20 seconds. Rick, did you doze off? <laughs> Ricky. Ricky, Ricky. You interrupt Josh, because I'm going to put Josh on, then you can interrupt him. Uh, folks, uh, I, I want to remind uh, the ladies that I do have $50 here, and whatever question you have, please give us a call at 877-960-9960. And you know, we're also looking for volunteers uh, to help some of us maneuver through the internet whenever you're, some of the seniors, uh, you know, and and I'm speaking for myself and Earl, you know, uh, we need a little help is what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to go after the seniors, uh, but uh, we could use some volunteers and uh, you can help to, well, further educate the senior in purchasing a vehicle on the internet. I think we've got a bunch of texts over here piling up. Oh, yeah. I got, a, I got some feedbacks, anonymous feedbacks. We got some texts. This is a text from Liz and Stuart. Um, kind of the classic question about leasing versus buying. She asks, you know, she has a friend who's a senior, and they wouldn't do anything but lease. Uh, their rationalization is that they only have a monthly car payment. They don't have to worry about maintenance, repairs, or any other issues that come up when you have a car that's out of warranty. Um, so she's, her daughters are looking for a car. And she's wondering if it's okay for them to think about the same way. If they can lease a car with a monthly payment, have a new car, be under warranty, you know, is that a good thing? So what's the downside to leasing? Well, uh, you, you can explain that, Josh. You, uh, we go through this every day, don't we? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I don't think there's any one-size-fits-all answer to this question. It really depends on the person's situation. Of course, you, you, know, when you, you have to be very educated no matter if you're going into a lease or purchase. But there's predictability with, when it comes to leasing. You know exactly what your payment's going to be for the next 36 months. You know you're not going to have to worry, in most cases, about being out of warranty. So some people find a, a sense of security and that sort of predictability. But at the end of the day, unless, of course, there's a crazy inventory shortage like we have now, typically you have no equity at the end of the lease, and you're starting from scratch no. again. So if you're the kind of person who wants to get a new car every three years for sure, you know, and you uh, and you like the sense of predictability, then leasing's for you. If you want to build equity and have a car and drive it till the wheels fall off, obviously, you know, buying the car outright or financing it is yeah. uh, more for that person. Yeah. And Liz mentioned and her parents like to lease, and uh, I'm not sure how old your parents are, Liz, but uh, elderly people have to remember that if something happens in their health, uh, or, or God forbid they pass away, uh, those payments still have to be made. And uh, if you have a 36-month lease and say after 18 months, uh, for whatever reason, you cannot make any more payments, uh, uh, your estate, if you pass away, or you, if you're uh, disabled and have a problem with vision or hearing or something that you know, takes away your driver's license, uh, or you just don't want to drive anymore, you've got 36 payments, whether you've only made 18 or not. Mm-hmm. 
and you don't negotiate with the leasing company. They just, that's it. The danger is uh, sometimes you go to a car dealer, they'll say, no problem, uh, we'll take care of it. <laughs> but they take the lease payments, and if you want to buy a car, they're tacking the lease payments owed the leasing company, add it to the price of the car, then they take that and pay the leasing company. But that leasing company will be paid 36 months or 48 or whatever the length of the lease is, they get paid one way or the other. The bank always gets its money. And and you know what Josh uh, pointed out, that one size doesn't fit all. Mm -hmm. And knowledge is power, even if you're leasing a car. And mileage is really something to factor in amongst uh, so many other things. If you have a couple German shepherds are going to tear it to pieces, you might want to think twice about leasing as well. (laughs) Exactly. We're going to go back to the phones, Josh, and uh, we're going to talk with uh, Mark, uh, who's calling us from Palm Beach Gardens. Welcome back, Mark. Good morning, all. Uh, I'm sure everyone is doing fine. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I've been thinking about this issue for the last couple of days, and I had a short commentary that I wanted to call in about it's about the Earl Stewart Vigilante Program. As I'm listening, I'm hearing you guys commenting about it, but my point of calling in was just to kind of remind the listening audience of um, what the program is about rather than just trying to, you know, gain more vigilantes. Um, So to your listeners, I just want to say, uh, I'm a vigilante, and I've been, I think, one of the first ones to join. I don't know. Maybe you guys can answer how many months the vigilante program has been active. But um, I've only gotten one call um, through all these months. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to remind everybody that uh, the point of the vigilante program is for the listening audience. If you have, don't think that any question is silly or uh that, uh, you know, that you would be wasting someone's time. Anybody that joins to be a vigilante does it out of their heart. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to be helping other people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, the vigilantes, my specialty is more in the service end of the business. Mm-hmm. But when you've been in the business as long as I have, and you work around a dealership, you learn about leasing programs, sales, parts, service, body shop, all that kind of stuff. So when I joined, I was actually kind of excited that I could share my knowledge Mm -hmm. with your listeners. But I think what's happened is that um, maybe somebody says, well, you know, I have this question, but, you know, I don't want to call them and waste their time. Or they might think I'm silly. But, you know, um, listeners, there is a gold mine of information that is at your fingertips. All mm-hmm. you have to do is dial the phone, mm-hmm. look up on the website, Earl Vigilantes, and, um, you know, I, as I understand it, there's vigilantes now around the country. Yes. But I myself am located in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, and I'm looking forward to your phone calls. Well, thank you, Marcus. And like I say, any, any subject whatsoever, if you have a question, remember, you're not wasting my time. Sure. I get excited when I get a phone call. Sure. I, I, I think that's great, and, uh, and I know you volunteer um, because you want to help people. Uh, it makes you feel good when you help people, and I, 
And we exactly. have all of our vigilantes feel that way. Go to Earl on Cars, and we have the contact information uh, for the vigilantes and where that vigilante is located geographically. And uh, Palm Beach Gardens, you call Mark and to contact him, and he's highly qualified. We've known him for a while, and uh, he's called the show many, many times, and he knows his stuff. And if you're in other parts of the country, check EarlOnCars.com, uh, Vigilantes, uh, and you will see the nearest vigilante uh, to your area. And it's good to go to somebody that's in your area because the rules and regulations and the car dealers vary all over the country. And uh, uh, if, you're in, if you're in Missouri and you're in California or, or South Florida, uh, there's three different uh, types of uh, experiences you might have at a car dealership. So thanks very much for the Do plug it. on the vigilantes, Mark. And, and don't uh, forget the uh, hat. One, one real quick thing back. Uh, the one customer that uh, called me, an elderly lady that had been involved in a car accident, and we interacted about six times. And whenever she had a question about, oh, they want to give me an aftermarket bumper rather than uh, original equipment, mm -hmm. or they're, they're, how do I get my deductible back? Remember, there is no question too small or too innocent. Call your vigilantes. Use the program. It's a great program, but it, it needs to be used. Thanks for listening okay. to my rant. And <laughs> no, that was, a, that was a good rant, Mark. Thank Mark, you very much. Mark, thanks so much. You know, thank you for sharing. Right. And, you know, one of the words, um, uh, one of the attributes, I'll say, that really you must have, you're not looking to get your, your name in, you know, on a, on a billboard or anything, but passion. To have passion and to want to help someone and want to treat them like you want to be treated, that is exactly. key. Exactly. Yes. And you're so educated and you have so much passion. And we so appreciate you joining Earl's Vigilantes. It's fun, to, fun for me. And hey, Josh, nice to see you. Hey. It's been a lot of years. You yes. get right up there top, you're going to take the dealership away from Pops there, buddy. That's He's the amazing. Plan. That's the master he, plan. He is really amazing. <laughs> right. You talk about assets. Hmm. There's a big one sitting in the studio. I'm glad you said asset because I thought you were going somewhere else with that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a great weekend, and thanks for the listeners. Thanks, you can, Mark. You can see that now there's a couple of comedians Bye. here. And we had the Bloody Marys at 9 o'clock. Oh, we're <laughs> early. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 877-960-9960. Ladies, I'm holding $50 in my hand. One more lady caller. I'd be so happy. Let's get it. You can ask any question, just like Mark said. Small, big, Personal, anything. private. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> share it all. Earl, just, boxers or briefs. Don't say that. <laughs> just throw it out there. And don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. Now back to Josh. I got some feedbacks, if, uh, if I may. Um, Hey, uh, did you guys read about the new Chevy Bolt recall? Another mm. another electric vehicle catches fire. What gives with this happening all the time? Are they really safe? You know what worries me about that recall, and uh, I was shocked to learn, and I think what precipitated the recall, as you know, the fire started uh, months and months ago and uh, with the Chevrolet uh, Bolt. It's 2000, and not, not all Bolts, uh, 2019 yeah. and 20, or is it 2018 Two, and 19? It's, I think it's 18 and 19. I, I'll look it up. It's 2017 to 2019. 2017 to 2019. 51,000 vehicles. And uh, these that were recalled several months ago actually went back to the dealer and uh, 
and were fixed. And then they failed again. In other words, burst into flame again. Yikes. So that's very worrisome. It tells me that General Motors uh, thought they knew how to fix it, and they didn't. And uh, that is uh, that's a terrible thing. It is. And, and they're asking you to park your car outside, not in the garage. And they're really? all, there's also information, again, I apologize for not having more specifics on this, but uh, they're also asking you uh, to be sure to charge your car up to a certain point. Mm -hmm. And I didn't catch the whole thing on the news, but if you do have the car, uh, if you if you can't get it into the dealer right away, there's instructions. If you have a 2017, 18, or 19 Bolt, then you want to be sure to find out exactly about the charging recommendations. But the main thing is get it back into the dealership immediately because they're catching on fire. Yeah. And these lithium batteries, it's it's not like we haven't heard that before. They have laptops and uh, and smartphones, mm -hmm. anything with a lithium battery. This problem has existed for a long time, and uh, there's got to be a scientist or an engineer out there that can figure this out. Absolutely, and you know, I think we should take the opportunity to have Rick chime in on this situation because he probably knows a lot about it. Okay, Rick. One, two, three, four, five. Twenty-second delay. Hello, Rick. We have sound effects. <laughs> if you don't start talking, you're not going to have your chance. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Can't have silence on the radio, silence on the air. I think they call that dead air. You there, Rick? Yeah, I, I, was a, I was a little reluctant because I lost him on my computer screen here, uh, but it's lighting up again, and he may be... You know, there there may be a breakdown well, here. Well, he's supposed to be. If he's on the Rick's phone. Rick's back. He could, if he's Rick, on the phone, yeah. Uh, did you hear my question? Okay. We could vote enough time to that. We go to the Josh. <laughs> okay. Do you think um, this uh, um, is an indictment on electric vehicles, you know, at large with the lithium batteries? This, is, this should be a concern for Tesla and other all-electric vehicles? You know, I, th I think that like so many other things, the hype that we get um, – and I could even uh, drag this over to the COVID uh, crisis. Uh, the bad stuff gets lit up and talked about, mm -hmm. and then in your mind you multiply it. So I'm not even sure how many Chevrolet Bolts are out there. I do know this. There's millions and millions of hybrid cars that have batteries, mm -hmm. and they're lithium-powered batteries. And uh, very, very few of those percentage-wise. So if you, if, if, you, if you think one tragic occurrence paints the entire industry, you're wrong. If you said that, uh, you'd have to say that uh, in any product, uh, uh, can you name any product that hasn't had a serious problem at no. one time? So, yeah. Um, yeah, you need to put it in perspective. But certainly, no, I don't think that the lithium battery problem is an indictment of the entire electric volt, electric uh, car, or hybrid car, clearly. Uh, but it's, it's, been, it's been going on so long, it just seems like it shouldn't happen anymore. You would I mean, think so. Yeah, I would think there should be a way to seal a battery so that uh, the whole thing, as I understand with lithium batteries, is that, is that oxygen gets to the uh, gases that are being emitted naturally in the process of generating electricity in a lithium battery. So without oxygen, you can't have fire. Why can't we keep the oxygen away from the fumes that are being emitted? Why can't they be exhausted, just like exhaust from a combustion engine? Hmm. Too bad Rick isn't here to help answer that. Yeah, exactly. Is, <laughs> and, and is that the reason that the... Hey. Uh, 
Oh, Rick, are you are you there? No, I'm here. Oh, we were having a little issue with the microphones on the the board side, but okay. Uh, did so, you hear my question? I missed your question. Okay, they, what they I what I was saying was me out. Uh, what I was saying, uh, what I was asking, uh, we were talking about the uh, uh, latest uh, fiasco with the uh, Chevy uh, Volt and it catching fire. Volt. Volt. No, right. I'm, I'm from Pittsburgh. Yeah, Bob. He is boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so well, lithium batteries have had issues all right along. I mean, even going back to their their little baby cousins, the uh, radio control cars and airplanes, the little little toy. Uh, I call them toy. They're, they're they're tiny brothers. They're not really toys, but they've always had issues with lithium heating up when they're charging and discharging, and so those issues simply are. are unfortunately transferring over to the bigger vehicles but obviously that increases that size factor as well well thank you rick um and uh, as uh, josh said earlier that you can't look at the a few fires that we've had with lithium and the chevrolet bolt or any other of uh, lithium fires and indictment in the entire electric vehicle industry because uh, you, you've got literally tens of millions of hybrids out there and pretty soon we'll have tens of millions of all electric and the percentage uh, that we have problems with are minuscule compared to the total and uh, it's uh, a little bit like uh, uh, the fact that once in a while a person with uh, been vaccinated for COVID can actually come down with it uh, that doesn't say that you shouldn't get your vaccination. You positively should. Exactly. So uh, you know, percentages Absolutely. are important to look at. Yep, you got to keep it in perspective. All right, thanks, Rick. Stay and the other factor there, those, those systems are so complex that there's going to be some growing pains. They've got to learn how they're going to respond in the real world. So. Mm -hmm. Good okay. point. Well, Rick, oh, yeah. uh, stand by, and uh, we'll uh, grab you again uh, when we have another uh, mechanical electronic issue, and we're going to go back to our text now. Hey, hey, excuse me. I wanted to, I wanted to ask Rick: um, Is it is is it true that you can only charge uh, the bolt to to uh, well, I think ninety percent, and you shouldn't even touch it if it's uh, at twenty five percent. So, in other words, the charging uh, is modified. Okay. You may well, not have read that, that article. You know. By well, the computer system, though. Excuse me. The the computers in the car should be controlling whether it's charging or not. So that may be a programming error in those computers, where it's letting it charge to that full capacity that it shouldn't go beyond. I mean, it's basically like putting air in a tire. If you put too much air in the tire, it can explode. If you have too little air, the tire has a problem. Exactly. So, Thank you, Rick, and we'll get back to you on that. We're going to get to the text right now. We're going to go back to the phones, and we are going to talk to John in Palm City. And I thank you for your patience, John. Good morning to everyone. Good morning. I have a question for Rick, and then after that I'd like to discuss. It's on brakes. I have a Toyota product, 76,000 miles. I bought it brand new, and my it needs brakes, four-wheel brake. Not bad, but it needs it as soon as possible. And hydraulic uh, brake fluid, it's called hyd hydroscopic, which girl knows as a chemist that it means it absorbs moisture from the air. And he suggested on the brake job that I, he flushes all the brake fluid out completely 
and put in new brake fluid. Does that make sense to Rick? That's a service that a lot of places sell. And I only recommend it if, to me, the brake fluid appears to be contaminated. And in the owner's manual, you will see that if, if it does say that the fluid is contaminated, it is recommended to replace the fluid. Well, he said it looks a little cloudy to him. So that would be contamination and probably moisture in it? To me, I would do the simple trick of put a flashlight against the reservoir for the brake fluid, look at the color. If it appears to be a light kind of straw yellow color, I would leave it alone. If it's seriously black and dark, I would replace it. Okay, well, I thank you for that. And I just want to mention to people... Usually, you never have to add brake fluid, but sometime a light comes on. The, the brake fluid is a DOT 3, 4, and 5, and a 5.1. Never, never mix. You have to know what's in your car if you ever want to add it to it. Uh, for instance, DOT 5, which is silicon base, and it absorbs little moisture, but DOT 5 can't be used on any car that has anti-lock brakes. So the important thing is for people to know if it's ever added uh, to what's low on the car, make sure it's the correct, proper grade. And I say there's three, four, and five, and you've got probably most of them, Rick will say, uses DOT3, which is actually the lowest uh, of grade that most manufacturers use. But do not ever mix different type of fluids because it can damage the system. Is that correct, Rich? Absolutely correct. Look at the cap okay. on the brake well, reservoir, and it will tell you what brake fluid should be used. What I want to ask you is, um, on a boiling point, DOT3 is the lowest, and 4 is the highest. But why are, I guess it's too expensive, why don't uh, cars use the more expensive brake fluid? Because it has higher boiling point. Is there any reason for that? Not really, but you're never going to reach that boiling point with standard brakes on a car. If it does, there's a major, major issue with that system, and you need to fix that first. John and Rick, do you realize that less than one-tenth of one percent of our audience has any idea what either (laughs) one of you are talking about? And my advice is uh, don't worry about DOT3 and the boiling point. But go to a good mechanic that's qualified, like Rick Kearney or some other mechanic at some other dealership. And if you get an honest, smart mechanic, you don't have to worry about that. But thank you, John, and thank you, Rick, for for that uh, information. And there's probably one guy out there that mm-hmm. understood you. Not me. He's like, Earl, be quiet. I was listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, Marty's well, Rick answered it all. If it's, he did. it looks he, dark he really, and contaminated, he really it, did. it should be changed. Exactly. Well, let me go back to the bolts that you mentioned. Yeah. The reason for the disgrace of this, this, is, this was announced last week, and it's 51,000 bolts that's involved, 2017 to 2019. This is the second recall of these particular cars. The first recall from General Motors was for the software that controls the charging. That was replaced on them. So now it comes up again. But again, the good, bad, and the ugly is publicized too much. Basically, uh, EV cars is the thing of the future. And when they do have a, a problem like this, it's publicized too heavily. But it's important to people that know 
that have this car that just just announced again that you should bring the car in and not use it or park it in the garage. But all these problems will be corrected to the future. Uh, they basically, an electric vehicle is a safe car, and they play up too much these incidents like this, and the public gets scared and skeptic. Exactly. Yeah. Amen. Exactly. A little bit like uh, Takata replacing their their um, airbags with other defective airbags, <laughs> yeah. and the manufacturers did that. So it's something that really gets me angry when the manufacturer recalls a vehicle and quote unquote fixes it, and then comes back later for the same identical problem. Mm. I just don't think that's uh, should be acceptable by the National Highway Traffic Safety Association. Fool me twice, shame on you. Yes. Exactly. 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 Well, guys, I look forward to the shopping report. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much, John. Mm-hmm. Thank you, John. Thank you, Rick. Uh, we do have that mystery shopping report uh, from uh, Green Acres and Nissan, and uh, our hats are off to Agent Lightning, who <laughs> does, as a lady, a great job every single week. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget your anonymous feedback. Dot com. Now back to Josh. All right, I got an, an anonymous feedback here. It says, Elon Musk says he'll start taking Bitcoin again when there's evidence that 50% of the mining is powered by renewable energy. Do you think this is something he wants for the environment, or is this just another attention-grabbing scheme? I think it's both. I, I think uh, uh, the guy's a genius, and, you know, uh, I think he discovered... Uh, the fact that when you do something that's really good, uh, uh, people uh, appreciate that and then they buy your product. And so I, I'd rather have someone tricking me uh, by doing good stuff mm-hmm. and uh, advocating a cleaner planet and advocating honesty and transparency and, and walking the, walk the talk uh, than uh, not do that. I think, I, I think if he sells more Teslas, then he's entitled to do it because of that. Exactly. Good point. We got another one here. I think you'll like this one. Hey, Earl, when are you going to take a ride into space with Bezos? You got the money. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you something. I, I, a month ago, I would never even thought about it. And I did happen to watch uh, that Bezos live. On, I watched it on the CNBC when it happened about 9 o'clock in the morning. And I was, I was so in awe and so amazed watching that spaceship uh, take off and accelerate into space. I'm, I mean, and it was such a cool thing. And they had, they had the 81-year-old, 82-year-old 82. woman, Wally, and uh, they had the 18-year-old kid yeah. and Bezos' amazing. brother. And, and they didn't even have a pilot. They had, it was an autonomous. You folks are autonomous. worried about an autonomous car. <laughs> Jeff Bezos was in an autonomous spaceship, and he didn't worry about it. And he went into space. He floated around had a ball. Uh, I tell you what, I'm seriously thinking. Uh, I'm 80. Wally's 82. Maybe if they give me, if I can get a ticket in the next couple of years, I might do it. You keep, know, I was so happy out. that you changed your mind because I was uh, so excited and ready to go. And you said, yeah. "Go ahead." Oh, without I, knew, me. I knew you want me to go out. <laughs> in You're space. excited to launch your husband into Nancy's, space. Nancy's been trying to get me to launch for a long time, but not. <laughs> oh. Okay. The tiniest world's tiniest violin. 
Um, I have another text if you want me to keep rolling. Here. Please, yeah. Uh, this is from Mark in Iowa. Uh, generally, how far in advance does a dealership know what new vehicles they'll be receiving? I can handle this one. It's typically months in advance. Um, you get a, like at least for Toyota, we get a model launch calendar usually early in the year and sometimes the dates change but yeah we know well in advance uh, when the new models are coming but we out. don't know anything more than that we mm -hmm. just they really try to keep it close to the vest on on the what's what's it all about especially if it's a change if it's a yeah. redesign especially yeah. yeah and we get a lot of questions and usually the media knows before we do because somebody gets a a spy cam out and gets a picture and mm -hmm. gets some information and the dealers read the paper to find out what's going on. Yeah, they have Well, those, not the paper. They get online. You get those grainy photographs with the cars covered yeah. in paper. Very exciting stuff. Um, okay, here's another anonymous feedback. Um, I, I read Amazon and Ford have invested $2.5 billion into an EV startup called Rivian. Why would a car company invest into a competitor? It's a good question. Um, it's matter of knowledge and capability and uh, and uh, you have a company that has um, intellectual properties in other words they they probably patent a lot of what they've done uh, they spent uh, maybe billions on research mm -hmm. but they're not going to quite get where they need to get and so they need to partner with somebody else and uh, Toyota just partnered with uh, the world's greatest mapping company. Did you read about that, Josh? No, no, tell me. And, yeah, they just they just partnered with, uh, I can't even think of the name of it now. Google it, you'll see it. But uh, uh, when they do their autonomous car, and here's, uh, here's Toyota, they were way behind, and they were pushing hybrids and hydrogen cells, and suddenly they said, whoops, got to go all electric, got to go autonomous. So they have to have maps, so they got... Uh, they probably got something that's as good or better than Google Maps, and they bought the company. Interesting. Uh, or partnered with them. I can't remember which. I think they bought them. I think it's called Carmera. Yeah, Carmera. That's right. Never even heard of that uh, no. mapping company. Yeah, there's going to be a lot car. of partnerships. Uh, software companies being bought up, and the uh, the car companies that got flat-footed have to merge and 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 uh, acquire, and uh, you know it's just going to be a whole new ball game. Is is that for, I imagine, for the autonomous driving? That you, I imagine you have to have some sophisticated mapping yeah. and GPS capabilities. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, is there, I mean, the, if you have the world's greatest sensors and lasers and radar and all that other stuff, it doesn't do you any good. You know, a map, even Google Maps, as you notice, I notice mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, is, you know, my house on Google Maps is in the wrong place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't have that with an autonomous car. <laughs> you got to trust your eyes. If you say, take, <laughs> if you get, if you get in your Tesla, say, take me to Earl's house. Right now, you're going to my neighbor's house. Or, or the ocean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to go to your neighbor's house. That's for sure. Hey, folks, um, <laughs> I wanted, to sh I wanted to share with you uh, that. Uh, uh, I want to introduce the youngest uh, listener to Earl on Cars, and that's Jackson. Uh, he is listening, and he is taking notes. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Jackson. It's Pop Pop Jackson. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move along. Here. Also, uh, I want to mention to our audience, so pick up a, uh, an edition of uh, uh, Consumer Report. It has so much information uh, on the uh, it's called the annual auto issue and it uh, reviews um, and tests 260 vehicles 
<clears throat> excuse me, and they rate and review them. And they've got the best and the worst. They've got the uh, top picks. Uh, they have the uh, EVs that you, you might like. And also the best, listen to this, the best used cars under $20,000. And right now, they're going to be even more than that. Right, Josh? Yes, that's d- very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to go back to Josh, and he has some text to I, share with us. I have a text. This is from Steve in New Jersey. We have a quite a bond with the state, with the Garden State. He says, "I don't have a car question or comment today. Just want to let you guys know that I really appreciate the empathy and kindness you all show towards others. It's refreshing to listen to such nice and caring people." You guys are great role models. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet. I promise I didn't write that myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as I was uh, reading that, another one just popped in. This is a good question. Um, How much could a customer save by ordering a car um, compared to buying one off the lot? Not really much today, right, I was going to say the same thing. uh, There was a text here. I don't know if you guys covered it last week, but it it was a... uh, it was a, um, uh, a screenshot of a Facebook post where a customer bought or ordered a Ford Bronco, a brand new, the new redesigned Bronco, and they ordered it. And when the car came in, it had a MSRP of thirty-nine thousand, and they want to charge them sixty thousand dollars for the car. So, despite the fact that it was special order just for them. <clears throat> they were charging over $20,000 above sticker. And, you know, uh, with customers that I've dealt with, I have found that to be very true. A special order is going to cost an enormous amount yeah. compared to purchasing it right there. In and, normal times, but not today. Yeah, and, and it looks, it, from the article, that it looked like they were basically having an auction for that car, even though and their, the person's complaint was, you wouldn't have that car if I didn't order it six months ago, and, and now you're putting it on the auction block and getting 20000 over sticker. Wow. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see what we got here. I have another anonymous feedback. Uh, love the show, guys. Just read that General Motors is slowing or stopping production at three plants in North America. Um, this is due to the microchip shortage. I thought you said it was going to get better around now. Well, not now. No, I, I, I predicted the last quarter, and we're not there yet. So in October, November, December, uh, I think you'll see some substantial uh, prices coming down. I think maybe even a little bit sooner. Uh, I think um, maybe September. What would you say, Josh? Well, that's what I'm hoping, but yeah. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's uh, and each manufacturer will be different. Some manufacturers got stung much worse by the microchip shortage. General Motors, especially, uh, got hurt, and uh, uh, Toyota actually uh, had stockpiled microchips, and they had anticipated. Uh, You've heard of the just-on-time manufacturing system. Uh, they decided that wasn't such a good idea after the tsunami hit and we had the nuclear reactor thing. And mm-hmm. So Toyota as a manufacturer uh, was a, a leg ahead of the other manufacturers when it comes to microchips. Yeah, and there's some mixed reviews out there, and uh, I've read them in the Wall Street Journal um, and all the newspapers where they're taking this microchip uh, shortage into 2023. It just depends on the make and uh, the brand of the car. <laughs> all right. Uh, Linda on Facebook asks, hey, Earl, do you wear swim trunks or Speedos? Take care. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. Do you wear uh, swim trunks or Speedos? And I said, next question. Oh, next question. I'm sorry. I thought you didn't hear me. <laughs> and excuse, excuse me. Would for, you like to feel that, Nancy? <laughs> no, let's move along. Uh, we haven't we got time. are going to go back really to the phones. Yeah. We're going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to our regular caller, Steve. 
the Roadrunner. Hi, Steve. Good morning, everybody. I got two things to talk about. One, I was at Walmart. I always go by the charging stations for the electric cars. Okay? Uh-huh. I never seen such big cobwebs on these things. Because <laughs> I guess nobody's using them <laughs> with that. And the other thing, how do they charge the charges that are inside those uh, charges? Propane or what do they use? I, I believe they're just hooked up to uh, the electric. Floor power and light. Yeah. Yeah. I think they oh, pay okay. the bill. So, they... when there, so when there's a blackout, they're no good, right? I, I, I guess they're... Yeah, and there's there's no. I mean, we yeah. have them at the at our place, and there's no battery backup. So if the power's out, you're out of luck. Yeah. Oh, okay. But there are free okay, chargers. Now here's the funny story. I went on Carvana to see how much I could get for my 2003 Chevy Malibu. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I go on there. I fill. I answer all the questions honestly. Mm-hmm. So I hit submit. <laughs> Guess how much they wanted to buy my Chevy Malibu for, my 2003. How much? How, how much do you think they would pay? Uh, $5,000. $1,200. Okay, you ready? Ready to laugh? $200. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That is interesting. My two back tires cost two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> that are new. Well, you know that you know, that's an interesting point because I didn't know Carvana was doing that. I know Carmax does that. Carmax has a very sophisticated software program, and uh, they have uh, their internal supply and demand for cars. And if you hit it right, uh, you could have gotten five thousand dollars for that two thousand three. But uh, if they didn't want it, they'd have given you 200 So apparently Carvana's copying CarMax, and uh, they, um, they are, you should shop Carvana, CarMax, AutoNation, WeBuyAnyCar.com, uh, Varum. No, you know? I don't like WeBuyAnyCar.com. I hate that commercial. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great jingle. It Come on. on. Where's on you, doesn't no, it? No, it's very <laughs> annoying. Very, very annoying. Yeah, you're never going to want source. I sold the car. To CarMax, let's say I sold it for a thousand dollars. How much would they turn around and sell it for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, you I are. Mean, do they have a thing set market like we'll sell it for thirty-five percent more, or they sell it for what they can get for it? Yeah, yeah, they'll pay you okay, too much for the car if they got somebody else that'll pay more. It's a shop it around. If you really want to sell that. Uh, I would recommend you you try all the sources, even the ones with the bad commercials, and uh, <laughs> you, you might find someone that needs the car, and then you'll get you'll get more money for that 2003 today than you will uh, six months from now. I promise you, a lot more. So you just need to keep oh, yeah. keep on shopping. Yes, I will. I needed that, or I'll just start taking the chips out and selling yeah. them. <laughs> you're sure you're not related yeah. to Jackie Mason? <laughs> <laughs> we love hearing from you, Steve. <laughs> okay, everybody have a good, safe weekend. Thank you, you, you too. Thank you, Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. You know, I was reading in the automotive news about these uh, uh, strained power uh, grids that's going on now from the heat wave and uh, also the uh, limited uh, charging time that uh, the EV drivers are getting. So that's something else to deal with. Mm-hmm. Range anxiety. <laughs> exactly. oh, I know that's we, a good way to put it. <laughs> I know you want to get to the uh, mystery shop. I no, do we have. have plenty, a, we have plenty of time. Okay, I have a <laughs> anonymous feedback. This is a blast from the past. 
Do you remember the Yugo? <laughs> oh. What do you think <laughs> is the worst car ever made? <laughs> probably, uh, I think it's a, you know, that was a Russian car adopted by Fiat. Fiat build, uh, built uh, cars in Russia. And the Yugo clearly was the worst car ever made, I believe. <laughs> and, the, and the car dealers uh, made more money off that car probably than any other car ever made because it was so cheap. And uh, they they could sell it because it was such a bad car and made so cheaply that they could sell they could they could find people that normally bought used cars. So they 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 found a for the used car dealer they could get a Yugo franchise and they could call it a new car and they could charge you and make thousands of dollars of profit when it came out. I was sorry I didn't get a Yugo franchise. I was offered it. And they wanted me to buy one year worth of Yugos ahead of time. <laughs> and oh. I told them no. But the Dodge dealer on Okeechobee Boulevard in West Palm Beach was uh, dumb enough to take the Yugo franchise. And he got it and he made a ton of money by selling terrible cars at too much money. How about that Fiat? <laughs> well, Fiat was a Yugo, yeah. yeah. <coughs> the memory me. is making you cough. Ah, memories. <laughs> Um, here's another text. Uh, Earl, curious, who is the new owner of I-95 Nissan in Blue Heron? I wasn't aware they changed hands I-95. recently. Is that Terry Taylor? Terry Taylor? Is that? Uh, we'll have to do some research and maybe follow up next week. I, yeah. I'm not sure. Terry Taylor owns a lot. He's the largest owner of private dealerships in the United he's States. He's a mysterious figure, isn't he? And yeah, and, he, and he's, uh, he's, he's very unusual because he, he stays undercover and he doesn't put his name on the dealership, and it's very difficult to find out. So we we know of dealerships that he owns, and we have you have to really deep dive deep to discover. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he owns the one we shop yeah, today. Yeah, he's in this yeah. mystery shopping room. I believe he another does. with the yeah. other guy. Um, he flies under the radar. Yeah. yeah. Not your typical car dealer. No. <laughs> they started out in South Florida, and then he uh, struck it rich when he sued Mercedes uh, for um, $100 million and turned that into buying and acquiring dealerships, mm -hmm. and uh, the rest is history. Now he's a uh, kind of like the, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I was trying to think of the, the rich movie star billionaire, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes, yeah. He's like the Howard the Hughes of car dealers. Yeah. I wonder how long his fingernails are. Yes. Just kidding, Mr. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, this is Buck, your ex-UPS driver. <laughs> um, hey, hi, Buck. Hey, you guys know everybody. Uh, do you think the Toyota Land Cruiser um, will come back and compete with the Jeep? Um, I don't think so. I, I don't think so either, but I, I'm a big fan of those old FJ40 Land Cruisers. I think that would be pretty cool if they did. Yeah. yeah. The current yeah. iteration in the United States. The FJ right? Cruiser was a copy of the Land Cruiser. Yeah. It's a miniaturized version. So if they, uh, maybe uh, they'll bring that back, too. There's such a cult out there for the Jeep. Mm -hmm. And even though the reviews in the Consumer Report are not exactly, well, in favor of purchasing a Jeep, they have their followers, you know, and they just love their Jeeps, they're no matter if they're expensive to fix or if something goes wrong with them all the time. They're blinded by their love. Um, t that happens a lot. Mm -hmm. And families all the time, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> all right, I think we're winding down here. Um, yeah, let me let me cover something of important. I, I, I talked to Josh and Nancy about this before the show. About the tariff? 
No. Uh, and um, beans. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, twenty questions. You got twenty. Uh, you you Is used it three. Animal, vegetable, or uh, F and I profits soar at largest U.S. dealerships, and this is in the current uh, automotive news. And it takes a lot to shock me. Uh, I usually talk a lot about the box in the F&I department mm. and how dealers are making more money in the, in the box, the F&I department, financing the car and selling products to you after you bought the car. And I've always talked about how they make more money. And I would, I've always been amazed that AutoNation, the largest retailer in the USA of automobiles, uh, makes over $2,000 on every car they sell in the box. So they might make, if they're lucky, uh, $1,000 on the new car. Today they're making a lot more than that. But typically, but yeah. Normally. But in the box, in the F&I department, they make $2,000. So you go in there and you negotiate and you wheel and deal or you do a true car or your consumer reports it or you uh, Costco it and you get a really good deal on the car. And then you breathe a sigh of relief. And then they take you into the box and they make more money on you than you would have made, they'd have made on you if you hadn't used Costco or TrueCar. So the F&I department is to be feared at car dealerships. Now, with the pandemic and the issue of shortage of inventory, it's gotten even worse. And here's an article, in, as I just showed you in the Automotive News, that's a trade magazine for car dealers and manufacturers. Uh, I'm going to read your quote here uh, from... Um, one of the larger auto groups. A lot of you have heard the name John Stolupi. Uh, he's been in the business a long time. I know him personally. Uh, he's had dealerships locally. He has a lot of dealerships in New York. His son's in the business. But he was quoted in Automotive News. I'm going to read this quote. A main driver, uh, this is actually from the, the quote comes a little bit later. This is from the Automotive News. A main driver of F&I products at Stolupi Auto Group one of the leading retailers in terms of F&I re revenue was the motivation of F&I managers to sell more products among dwindling vehicle inventory, said, this is a quote, John Stolupi, um, let's see, oh yeah, said John Stolupi Sr., because there is a junior, with fewer opportunities to sell, managers had to maximize their income on every deal. So the, the F&I people, because they have so few cars to sell, they have to sell the few they have and make as much money as possible. So they redoubled selling you stuff you don't need. Turning up the heat. Turning up the heat, uh, charging you higher interest rates, and selling you products that you don't need, like uh, road hazard insurance or things of this nature. Uh, the pandemic, and this is a quote, helped get a lot of fat off the bone said John Stolupi. Uh, we're selling, quote, a lot more products to customers. So products is dealer code for stuff you don't need. And it's things like extended service contracts, maintenance contracts, gap insurance, road hazard insurance. What am I leaving out, Josh? There's a whole uh, menu. 
The, yeah, li so the list is endless. You, yeah. you, you covered it pretty well. Endless. Maintenance packages. Exactly. And, and now, some of these do have value, and that's the reason you need to study them and analyze before you buy, just like you did the car. I'm assuming you did the homework on the car, you tried very hard, and you got educated, and you got a good deal on the car. Do the same thing before you go in the F&I department. Gap insurance can be very good. Mm -hmm. Maintenance plans can be good. Extended warranties can be good. You just need to know that it fits with your needs and you need to study the product before you pay for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to pay, here's how much the Stolupi Auto Group has averaged on every new and used cars that they've sold this year in the back end, in the F&I department. This doesn't count the upfront product upfront profit when they sold you the car they marked the car up and they marked the car up higher than they've ever marked it up and they probably made what a couple thousand dollars on the average um and then some at yeah. least then some. sit down so for this one three thousand forty six dollars in finance and insurance products mm -hmm. and uh, that's interest rates and all the products we just talked about and that's the Stolupi auto group one of the largest groups in the country three thousand on every car so there that's a lot go. of money, folks. Be careful out there. A whole lot. Hey, uh, we're going to go over to uh, Rick, who's got some YouTubes. Oh, great. And uh, he'd like to share them with us. Great. Uh, Rick, it's all yours. Well, we did have a couple of comments earlier. I, I answered them online, but to get them on air. Uh, uh, see here. Um, Ernesto was asking about a battery issue, whether his batteries would fail immediately or whether they'd give warnings. Um, 12 volt batteries typically will just kind of start to give you a little warning, but sometimes they'll fail completely. The best thing, if you're concerned about them, go to an auto parts store and have it tested, but then go to a second one and have it tested again. Because hmm. a lot of those places, they may go with the idea of, hey, I just want to sell you a battery, so I'm going to tell you it's bad. So if they say it's bad, have a second one, check it. The, the <laughs> couple of estimates type deal. Good advice. Mm-hmm. And we've got uh, Tom Steckel says, the F&I process is moving many back-end items onto addendum stickers on the front end. says you can't rely on the verbal claims of the F&I salesman. You need to review the contract and compare the offer with at least two competing products before making a choice. Good point. And something, Rick, that a lot of people don't know, and Josh will corroborate this, uh, the highest paid people in the car dealership mm -hmm. are in the F&I department. Yeah, often often the case. What would be an average compensation for a, a manager of an F&I department in a in a, you know, a normal size big size? Well, I've heard of some stores, you know, F&I managers, they can make north of $20,000 a month. Yeah, per month. You heard him right. So F&I managers uh, are the among the highest paid and they're on commission. So you do the logical, uh, you know, uh, conclusion uh, if you're on commission and you're making uh, $22,000 a month, then how much did they have to sell and make profit for that dealership to earn that $22,000? And at the Stolupi Auto Group, they made over $3,000 on every car. Do the math. Yes. It adds up pretty big. Mm. Yes. Interesting. Rick, Rick, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Rick. Well, that just tells me I know where my next career is going to be when I physically can't <laughs> be an auto mechanic anymore. <laughs> so, Richard, I'm out there turning uh, on wrenches, and uh, this guy, you know, that's a, with a clean white shirt, he's making 22 grand. That ain't right. Yeah, I'm covered in oil. <laughs> there ought to be a law. 
<laughs> you got another YouTube break? Yeah. Uh, we're caught up at the moment. Very good. Okay. Thank you uh, so much, Rick. Nancy just passed me a My card. My pleasure. Nancy just passed me a card that we got in the mail the other day, and it's uh, typical, and you've probably got one in your mail. It's just the motor, motor vehicle service notification, clearly from the government. Uh, <laughs> I'm being tongue-in-cheek here. And uh, it's a car dealer sends these out, or a uh, someone selling you extended warranties, probably, uh, or both. And uh, they're trying to get you to come in so they can send you an extended warranty. This is on a 2013 Lexus. I must have owned a 2013 Lexus. I would say about eight years ago. Probably. Eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what. And they're still trying to get me to come in and buy their extended warranty, which is probably a worthless powertrain warranty that they, they want to charge me three thousand dollars for, which is practically not you worth you the paper it's printed on. You don't want to see Earl Stewart or the Lexus he's driving. <laughs> <laughs> it's seen better days. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I see by the clock that we are going to go to our mystery shopping report, and that takes us to, well, Agent Lightning took us to Green Acres Nissan, and uh, wow, huh. it's, quite it's a, a doozy. It yeah. is a doozy. So uh, Rick's going to be voting, and I ask all of you to vote on the Mystery Shopping Report. It's very important that we all join in, and I'll send it back to the recovering car dealer. Okay. Mystery, uh, Green Acres Nissan, I, I never knew where Green Acres was, and I guess maybe more people now, but I really call it, it's kind of like Lake Worth. Lake Worth, yeah. And which is now no, no longer Lake Worth, it's uh, uh, Lake Worth Beach. Really? Yes. It does have a nice ring to it. Yeah, I, I know of Green Acres because I used to go to Poe Folks. I knew from the TV show, <laughs> show but I... And, uh, Green Acres is the place yeah. for me. <laughs> Sorry, so, everybody. So anyway, well, let's say we know it's in the <laughs> southern Palm Beach County. It's Green Acres Nissan. And this is our third visit uh, over to this dealership over the years, but the first time in the era of Agent Lightning, our female shopper. Green Acres Nissan opened up just a few years ago with that name in the Lake Worth area, and we believe it's partly owned by the Terry Taylor Auto Group, uh, the Howard Hughes of the auto industry. <laughs> That's and, a compliment, uh, by the way. Uh, yeah, well, Howard yeah. is a... I was <laughs> a billionaire. <laughs> was I don't think Terry ever was as exciting as Howard, but I mean, meaning dating movie stars and that kind of stuff. Oh, what an exciting oh, life! Making airplanes. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, the, the Spruce Goose. Spruce Goose. Yeah, exactly. I digress. Uh, it's general manager and managing partner, and this is Green Acres Nissan. Uh, Mike Pinaccio. The best name in the world. It's kind of, it's kind of close to Pinaccio. What, what are you implying there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just cracked myself up. Uh, Mark <laughs> Panaccio. <laughs> you gotta love it. Also, <laughs> oh, boy. also runs uh, Terry Taylor Southern 441 Nissan in Royal Palm Beach. And you may say, I know you've seen him if you're in this area. Uh, you may have seen him star in their television commercials, a lot of them. And uh, along with his two really cute, adorable sons, he's got two kids. Really cute kids. That are just really oh, cool. Cute. Yeah. And uh, I might. I wonder if I could hire him and do some commercials. Wait, you have three cute sons yourself, though. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, a, wait a second here. <laughs> oh, hold on a minute. We could all dress alike. I'll wear a blue shirt and short pants. Yeah. <laughs> my my the beard is getting gray. The thing that came to our attention was on the website 
of Green Acres Nissan, promising a new 2021 Nissan Rogue Sport lease for only $116 per month. Now, who can't afford $116 a month? Almost right? everybody can. Anybody. I mean, I don't care if you're unemployed, you can afford $116 a month because you're getting that much money from the government. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm coming in, I'm going to buy that new 2021 Nissan Rogue, and I'm, it's only going to cost me $116 per month. Uh, and, uh, and offer this amazing, is sure to bring in a lot of customers. Okay. Uh, I'll show you this uh, online ad. You can't read it, and you can't read it even online. So uh, just uh, in case you're, you're curious. Magnifying and by the way, that's the where most cars are being sold these days, are online. I mean, we think TV, we think uh, newspaper, uh, radio. Uh, no, it's online. That's where, that's where the action is. And it's hard to police online because there's a whole lot of it. Mm-hmm. And the regulators, not that they care, because they don't even police the TV ads, but they sure aren't going to be policing the online. The ad headline says, we've got you covered. <laughs> we got you covered, typo. <laughs> I'm used to that with Stu, but I'm, I thought you were... I was just keeping you on your yeah, toes. That's I just right. want to... Just make sure you're not falling asleep up there. <laughs> and probably displayed 0% annual percentage rate, $0 down, no payments for 90 days. Uh, one had to one has wonder. To. One has to wonder if those wonderful-sounding perks apply to the $116 per month offer. Spoiler alert, they do not. Of course, there's a paragraph of smaller print, though surprisingly legible, to you, maybe, Josh, not to me. <laughs> Which reads uh, $3,770 due at signing, plus tax, title, license, and $999 dealer fee, 10,000 miles per year. That's the uh, mileage limitation on the lease. $0 security deposit required. Nobody requires a security deposit anymore. And they put that in there on purpose to say, oh, look. Just how nice we're being to you. Yeah, no, no, they don't. They're not going to ask for a security deposit. They haven't asked for security deposits on leases in a long time. Uh, have you ever seen one? It's a rare case. A rare case. Yeah. Rare case. With approved credit, blah blah blah. Right away, we can see that zero down is not referring to the lease. The fine print reveals that the customer will need to come up with tax, title, license, and a nine hundred ninety-nine dollar dealer fee on top of. $3,777 do at signing. And that's a lot of money. And this adds up to about $5,000. So there you go. No down payment. But the $5,000 you want, what's, what's that? <laughs> Hardly the zero down so prominently displayed in the end. Now, now that's not to say that there aren't things that are not down payment that you have to come up with, like tax or tag. But people that see zero down, they think, nothing out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Big difference between nothing out of pocket. Of course, they lie about the out of pocket, too. So if his lips are moving, he's lying. We sent an agent lightning to investigate. Here's a report. Speaking in the first person as if I were our female shopper, Agent Lightning. It was late afternoon when I arrived at Green Acres Nissan. As soon as I parked my, my car, I could see a guy anxiously waiting at the front door uh, with it uh, popped open propped open. I slowly approached and he greeted me by asking if I'd scheduled an appointment for today. I said no. I hadn't. Do I need an appointment to lease a car? <laughs> <laughs> he laughed. I laughed. 
and we all uh, moved along. No, please come on in with me. Uh, let's see what we can do. He then apologized and introduced himself as Carlos as we walked to his desk. Carlos asked what car I had my eyes on. I showed him the $116 per month lease ad. He quickly interrupted me to say that in order to get that monthly payment, I would need to be willing to put a nice down payment up front for it. Now, I guess you could give Carlos credit for that. I mean, he's he did, trying to defuse the bomb before yeah. it goes off. He'd probably been attacked maybe physically a few times mm -hmm. because he didn't say something about it until much later. You have to have sympathy for Carlos. Yeah, Carlos, and a lot of these salespeople in the front lines, uh, they don't call the shots, they don't make the rules. It's Pinocchio, or I'm sorry. <laughs> I got that name wrong. I think you, I think you mispronounced that. Pinocchio. Yeah. Yeah, Pinocchio. Accidentally wasn't mispronounced that. It wasn't Pinocchio. Hmm. Uh, that, uh, that designed the ad, and this poor guy, Carlos, here they come. They're going to ask to buy that car for $116 a month, and i got to explain it. So Carlos just says right away. Um, you're going to need a lot of money. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to Ain't going to happen.com. He replied, okay, great, the, to the fact that I understood that I couldn't really buy it. Mm -hmm. yeah, she acknowledged that she saw the 3700 um, in the fine yeah, print. Yeah, yeah. and so, and, so and, and, and Agent Lightning didn't have to say that. She said it. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people don't see it and don't pay attention to it. But it was really amazing that Agent Lightning came right up. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I see the fine print. And I know it's going to take $3,777, and I know I can't really get it for a no-down payment, so let's go. And so Carlos must have breathed, breathed a sigh of relief. Mm -hmm. And he went through a series of questions about how much money down and where I could see my monthly payments and so on and so forth, standard qualifying. And he asked me, uh, and then he went to get his, uh, oh, he got my, I got, he got my driver's license from Agent Lightning uh, to take a, Test drive with it. So, okay. I skipped over a lot of stuff there. <laughs> I said that I wanted to do the online deal for $116 a month for 2021 Nissan Rogue Sport S. He asked me to please give him a few minutes while he goes to check with his sales manager to make sure that we could do this lease deal. Now, that's got to make you nervous. Uh, he Because I already said yes to everything. Mm -hmm. But he still wants to talk to the manager. Still got to check. Yeah, still got to check. Uh, he returned just a few short minutes and said they should be able to get me that deal or at least pretty close to it. And boy, you talk about a red flag. That's the price. I said I'll go along with the fine print. And he comes back after talking to his manager and says, I think we can get pretty close to it. But, pretty close. But what? I mean, but she didn't say what. <laughs> she just kind of rolled around and said, let's continue. Carl suggested I stay there in this uh, desk, at his desk, while he goes and pulls it up front for me to drive. Yeah, they got you have to drive the car. Yeah. We took it for a short test drive, returned to the lot. That's mandatory, usually a good salesman mm -hmm. will always push for the demo. Wants you to fall in love with the car. And if you fall in love, uh, you're not thinking properly. You know, love, emotions. Clouds oh, the judgment. Exactly. We went back inside to his desk while he finished inputting my information into the computer. He wanted uh, me to, to make sure I was going to be okay with only 10,000 miles a year. Uh, give give Carlos credit. To, yeah, yeah. Kudos to uh, Carlos. 36-month um, leave. 10,000 is about 
uh, $5,000 less than the average driver. Mm -hmm. And they do that on purpose because the leasing companies do lower, uh, they raise the residual, which lowers the cost of the lease. Mm -hmm. And uh, so rather than lowering the cost of the lease, you can also increase the profit. And that's what they usually do. And that's why they quote very low payments. I actually have seen leases with $5,000 max. Haven't seen one in a long time, but I have seen them. Like some low. of the luxury brands like Mercedes and such. Yeah, exactly. I assured him this was perfect for my needs. When he was done, she just agreed to everything. Mm -hmm. uh, when he's done, he asked me to sign my name to the bottom of my information sheet saying, I like this car, and then excused him to go speak with the sales manager. <laughs> Again. I got to say, I like the car. Sign here. Sign here saying you like the it's car. It's called getting the commitment. Yes, exactly. <laughs> old school, folks. Very old school. Carlos returned with his worksheet. And I've got a picture of the worksheet. A pretty standard worksheet that you see. Mm -hmm. on all, every car dealership's got these. And they don't do uh, what used to. They did used to have worksheets. They had just a buyer's order. And then they start getting in trouble with the buyer's order because it can be interpreted as a legal document. A worksheet explicitly uh, denies this is legal, and it says this is all just oh, for fun. You know, we're just doing this. And this is not an offer or contract for sale, yeah, it says so, at the very bottom. So you can't, you can't lock me into mm -hmm. something I put on my worksheet because it's not a legal document. Uh, and, uh, of course, it said uh, with $377, $3,777 down, the payment was $345 a month. Wait! <laughs> Three hundred and forty-five. But, but that's not what the ad said. I, that was, was I dreaming? A hundred and sixteen dollars, and I think I frightened him because I mean I screamed, and, <laughs> not literally. I just said that because he immediately said, "Let me go get my sales manager." <laughs> See when they scream, and and we used to say in the old days back when I was evil, you have to peel them off the wall. You know, you have to hit them with a number so high that they just. Knocks them against the wall. And, and then the next offer is so much better. It's yeah, so much better. You, you peel them off the wall. <laughs> About six months later, he returned with Norm. <laughs> and uh, his sales manager, Norm, works for Pinocchio. No, I'm just <laughs> I explained that I need, I read all the fine print, but this payment just isn't going to work for me. What exactly am I paying for? Because this isn't anywhere near what I was expecting. I can only imagine this conversation. Yeah. Even with $3,777 down, it's almost triple. And believe, remember, this is the ad with the fine print. Um, they're online ad, and they're, they're bouncing me this amount of money, triple. Norman asked me to give him another few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like the uh, old movie, uh, what was the used car movie? Uh, I can't remember. Used cars? Used cars, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. Just, just like the old used cars. You could turn this <laughs> mystery shopping board into a comedy. Yeah. And uh, he returned to ask me to please pull up the ad I have on my phone so I could take a picture of it. <laughs> so like uh, Norm was saying, what ad? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Pinocchio didn't tell me about this ad. So it's he he shook his head. Am I going to get in trouble, Josh? Pinocchio. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a separate car from you on the way back to the dealership. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Almost 15 minutes ago by, and I, I mean, that was a long 15 minutes. I'm getting a, uh, the rather ar antsy. I said, say, Arcy, antsy. Now, they, they left me sitting long enough. I stand up, 
And I start walking around knowing darn well they aren't going to honor the $116 per month deal. But I'm still pacing. Norm finally comes back after 18 minutes. 18 I mean, minutes. approximately. <laughs> with a new pricing not sheet. Not 19, not 17. 18 <laughs> right. minutes. Right. So here's a new pricing sheet. And again, it's a worksheet. And oops. There it is there. For you streaming us, I know radio. You don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm, I'm, I'm streaming it here. And uh, you can see the circles. And, and uh, so he's, he's got all the fees out now, and so we can cover those. This new sheet shows that a, that a payment of 110, oh, it came down <laughs> uh, from 116, pretty close to the 116, uh, would require $9,500 down. So $9,500 down. <laughs> triple what was in the fine print almost. Triple what was in the fine print. And this is the ad with the fine print. I, I, we haven't seen this before. Mm -hmm. We have not. Erlon Carr is doing this 20 years. We haven't seen this before. So I love first. We put this into the Erlon Carr's book of records. The book of firsts. The book of firsts. Triple the down payment and everything else, almost, of what was in the ad with the fine print. Now, we always see triple with the ad, but not with the fine print. Mm -hmm. He actually said that he had to do this deal. If he, did the, if he had to do this deal, he'd be losing money. <laughs> and now you want to know why I call him Pinocchio. He's going to lose money. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, car shortage. He's only got one of these cars that he knows he's going to slam dunk and sell somebody for car for for too much money. But he's going to sell it to me and lose money at the ad price with the vice print. He's still going to lose money. I believe that, Pinocchio. We went around and around. I added up the additional money required in the fine print, and it comes to just over $5,000 due at signing, nowhere near the $9,500 I was just quoted. I could tell I was going to go nowhere, so I, Agent Lightning, thanked him. First time, Carlos and Norm and Pinocchio. <laughs> and uh, I said I had a lot to think about, but I highly doubted my husband was going to go for it. So the epilogue, it's a sad state of affairs. And this is, I, I underline this that Josh wrote this because it sums it up nicely. It's a sad state of affairs when a dealer can't even honor the fine print. And it's a sad state of affairs to his lawyer when someone calls the lawyer and says, I know a dealer, that here's the ad, and here's the fine print, and I went in to buy it, and he wouldn't sell it to me at that price. That's happy news to your lawyer, it's bad news to the dealer's lawyer, because you can sue him. And it's illegal. You can't do that. Federal Trade Commission won't let you do that. You can't. It, you, you're not even supposed to do it with a fine print disclosure. Mm -hmm. But when you put it in the fine print, that's a no-no. It's, it's doubling down on de on deception. Ooh, yeah, double down. I like that too. Yeah. Double down. It's alliterative. The, the triple D. Said yeah. well. Double down deception. <laughs> I like it. The market value selling price. MSRP is MSRP from which they show a discount. So they they jacked up. They did the phony Monroney, and they jacked up the uh, MSRP uh, of uh, forty two hundred fifty dollars. Then they they then added nineteen hundred and seventy three dollars for an appearance package, which nobody talked about, mm -hmm. which is comprised of storage guards, window tent, 
leather protection, and of course, a $999 hidden fee uh, tacked on, they call it dock fee on their worksheet, mm -hmm. and there is no documentary stamps here because it's a lease. Dock fee doesn't exist, and yet there's still a 999 dock fee and uh, the rest of the nonsense, and the famous $277 in non-tax fees, which is another dealer fee, another hidden fee, giving us a total price of $24,699. This actually represents a $1,000 discount off a sticker, which is surprising, because mm -hmm. normally it'd be a good price, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's, I mean, not a bad price. In, like in today's market, it's, it's not bad. In today's market, it's not a bad price. Mm -hmm. And so, but they wouldn't sell it for that price. Well, they, well, they advertise the payment yeah. That, that doesn't yeah. get to that price. Exactly. It's, they're selling for that price, but the payment yeah. is it's you like, came half, in on, you're like halfway there. <laughs> you come in on the payments. You didn't come in on the price. Exactly. You came in on the payment. So here yeah. we are. And uh, we put this also in the aintgonnahappen.com column. Mm -hmm. And we have, to, uh, we have to vote about this. And uh, I'm afraid to have the votes come in. I got no some, I profanity, got a lot of votes No here. obscenity in the voting. Yeah. Well, I got F from Mark Smith, F from Mark Ryan, F minus from Ernesto. Uh, Brian gives him an F. Wayne, big, gigantic, F. <laughs> any, any on your side there, Nancy? Oh, I got yes. some over here. Uh, let's go to Rick. Yeah. Uh, he's got some YouTube grades for us. Oops, I think I just read those. <laughs> go ahead, Rick. Yeah, got a couple. Uh, oh. We've got Karen with a big triple F, Tom with an F, and for me, it's, it's an F. Yeah, yeah. Can't go uh, any way but an F, Nancy. And Tina, do you have your vote in? Uh, Tina's been on with us this morning. The Tina? The Tina, yes. Wow, Tina. Tina, Tina. Oh, so glad to not hear your voice but see your text. Yeah, we Thank really you appreci much. appreciate you tuning in. Uh, so uh, for me, I'm going to keep it clean. Uh, for once. <laughs> <laughs> F. Yeah, I, I, and I give an unequivocal F. That's mm -hmm. the worst F I've had to assign. You know, when you lie about the well, you, when you lie about the fine print, you're really lying, and uh, it's not only illegal; it's it's immoral, and uh, the dealer ought to be ashamed of himself. Terry Taylor, you'll never know about this because you're the Howard Hughes of the auto industry and you don't know what's going on in the trenches and you don't care apparently mm -hmm. but uh this kind of advertising is uh, inexcusable and uh we're going to go back and uh i think people should be aware that um nissan of green acres uh their advertising is beyond contempt it's illegal and uh somebody should go in there and find them and stop what's going on um, Mark uh, gives the uh, dealership a bad ad an F, but the salesperson gets a B plus. Yeah, poor guy I, trying I to make Carlos. a buck. I, I yeah. think he came off well. Yeah, I would. Exactly. You know, I, 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 yeah, I don't know how to grade a salesman. He works there. He needs some money. Uh, he probably feels very bad about it. He did try to warn her that it was going to take a lot of money. He did. He warned her, and yeah. uh, and actually. Uh, uh, that was a problem because she uh, she said she just, she said she read the fine print mm -hmm. and and he <laughs> didn't warn her there but yeah. maybe he didn't know maybe Norm I, surprised him. I'm thinking he didn't know. Um, and Marie uh, gives it an F. Bob F minus. Um, it's just a it's a bad one and for me. It's a big F. Jonathan Wellington a big F. 
And I think that's F's all around. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, we are uh, going to take a moment and thank you, Agent Lightning, for exposing mm-hmm. Green Acres, Nissan, and a special thank you to Josh for his creative writing. And uh, thank you, Tina, for tuning in. And to all of our listeners, our callers, our YouTube, our Facebook, thank you so much for tuning in to Earl on Cars. We'll be right back here next week, same time. Have a fabulous weekend. And, Jackson, we hope you continue to watch.